once more and to breach dear friends. The word impossible is only in the dictionary of fools. If my descendants wish to be as strong as I was, they must study patience. The Ultra Working Podcast. All great events hang by your hair. The man of ability takes advantage of everything and neglects nothing that can give him a chance of success. Do you want to get your work done faster? I mean, most people just assume a task will take as long as it does. Are you sure? Do tasks have to take that long? Most people just assume and don't think about if their work could get done faster. And maybe you are even underestimating yourself? I'm Nabila Abubakar and I'm pleased to bring you a new show format today from all of us at Ultra Working. I'll jump in at the midpoint and explain what's going on, but let's dive right into Lucas's conversation with Sebastian. You're going to hear about shifting mindset, spiraling to control, and even classical conditioning. Okay, here we go. All right, first speaker break of the day, we have Lucas Cavarao, PhD candidate in computer science and international relations at the University of Constance, goes through very large uh, data sets about how uh, governments are doing computers and cybersecurity and a variety of things like that. Um, uses supercomputer clusters, whatever those are, in order to do research on terabytes of data. I don't know. Sounds impressive. I'm, I have no idea what this actually is. I kind of imagine him like in a astronomy thing where it's like a big telescope and he's kind of there with a computer. That's probably not what's actually happening. Um, so Lucas is obviously, uh, uh, obviously works for us as well um, and hosts on the weekdays. And uh, those, those times are a little bit in flux on the calendar, so it might be a little later or whatever. But, but you know, definitely look to connect with him at some point. But what I want to talk about, Lucas, is you know, a lot of people have assumptions on what's quote-unquote reasonable as to the timelines of doing something, a research paper in a publication, an academic journal, getting an application created and out to beta testers, um, doing something in business, seeing results from analysis. People take a long time on these and they assume that's just normal. But I I think we've been exploring this, you and I personally, and I think there's obviously some great takeaways possible here. Do we want to kind of tear this apart? I think this could be very valuable for people. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, I think um, actually the, the biggest thing is mindset for people, because as you said, many people think certain things are just given and the timeline, and it takes some, um, real mindset shifts to, to change that. And sometimes I think it's, um, yeah, you can flip the switch and people tell you, yeah, go hard. And then you go hard. And for some reason it clicks, but I think most of the time it's actually a learned thing that you notice, oh man, okay, this is actually not given, but I'm in control here. And, um, I, I determine how long these things take, uh, that makes sense. Indeed. And I think there's two examples that are very relevant. So first, you went through and you built on something called Shiny Apps, which is a way to rapidly just prototype a way to visualize data. Um, Just some kind of a couple of cool tools. And you just like saw that this was possible and built a couple of useful things for team members here. And um, it was like three hours. So you just did it. Nobody told you to. So you're just like, hey, I can just do this. And you got it. And then I'm like, hey, 
this is another three or four hours of polish from releasing something like this on Product Hunt and just putting something cool out in the world and seeing if people like it and probably thousands of people check it out if it goes. Might go, might not go, but like four hours is a good bet to potentially have a few thousand people get a useful tool in their hands. Obviously, everyone here in the community would hear about this. I believe we have 27,000 people on our emailing list. Those people would all hear about it. It's cool, right? Um, I feel like most people don't realize that. You could just prototype something. And then once you have a prototype, it's kind of cool and has something you put up on Product Hunt, which is a literally a place for unfinished new products to announce them. Obviously, there's polished products on there, but it's like, hey, guy, I, made, I built a cool thing. Does anybody like this? That's what it's for. But a lot of people, it doesn't occur to them they could just do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think um, that is something you really have to experience so that it sinks in, right? Like um, you and I, we can, we can talk about this, but I think the real magic is when um, members here in the community, for example, have a feeling that like this after a marathon, for example, right? And um, the marathon just passed was really great for me as well, even though I'm hosting and I know this stuff, but just having again that feeling of, dang, like I got so much stuff done, that kind of... I'm not sure if it's biological even, but it, that really creates um, change, I think, through the experience. Well, for sure, if you buy into the biochemistry around classical conditioning. So I don't think they knew the biochem when Skinner and Pavlov did the stuff on classical conditioning. So it's interesting you mentioned biology. For sure, there's a biological component that if you try a bunch of things and fail and try and fail and try and fail, you're like getting, right? But just a one big success and all the rush and the good feeling from that. That's a very interesting angle to look at it on. We're just experiencing the success can generate that and can generate momentum. And even small wins can generate a small version of that, but big wins especially can kind of burn that into your head. Um, a thing I wanted to, to, to talk about, or, or among friends, is you did a, a really great research paper as to how governments are using the internet. Um, you use your supercomputer cluster and you got citations and it's like, it's a paper, right? But your professor's on vacation for two weeks. You're not going to be able to check it out. I mean, that's like a legit scheduled vacation, but you're not going to be able to check it out for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, let's shoot him an email is my recommendation. It's your life, do whatever you like, but shoot him an email and tell him, hey, I got this. I'm very excited about it. It's very good. And here's the list of stuff that I think I need to fix. And here's the current state. And then follow up in another week before he gets back with like, hey, I made all those fixes and I'm excited to see you, uh, you know, because that will then show him that you're rigorous, that you've been working on it. If he then makes you wait another two weeks or three weeks, it's kind of like, well, okay, we just sat for two weeks, you know? And, and I feel like a lot of PhD candidates don't realize that they could do stuff like that, which is just like communicate a little bit, you know? And then, you know, maybe he's on vacation, maybe he checks an email. At the very least, if he sees it, he'll be happy. Maybe he'll give you a quick thought or two. Oh, I just skimmed this and definitely make sure you, you don't use a scatter chart here. Use a upside down inverted chart instead because it's better or whatever. You know what I mean? So that can generate some good things, but a lot of people don't realize that they can, you know, your job is not just to write the paper and then just wait for someone to tell you what to do. You can influence any part of the process and keep it moving, even if something's abstract, even if it's not the scope, even if it's not your job, but a lot of people don't seem to realize that. Yeah, and I think that is actually, it ties in with a winning theme again, right? Because usually if, if you don't do that, you don't have a win in these two, three, four weeks that it takes, right? But, but if you send out that email, the email f feels like a win. The uh, professor sees what's going on, that's a win. And so you have the, uh, and then you implement the changes and you have another win. And so you're kind of, um, I recently read the um, article, but I think he's a friend of yours, uh, uh, Nick Winter, right? Spiraling into control. Um, and that is exactly what it feels like, right? So like win, 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 and you're just getting 
an upward trajectory and yeah, spinning, you spin into control. And if you don't have that rapid feedback loop, um, there's no chance of that happening where the chance is at least very slim. Yeah, I think that's really well said. And, and you know, related to the biology conditioning point, I didn't think that's where we're going to go with it, but it's fascinating. Um, you know, if there's a large gap between like, if you 90% write your book, and then you leave it in a drawer for six months, then when you ship it, you won't get the feeling connected to the work you did six months earlier, that like, I put in this large amount of work, and now I feel great. So you won't get that tighter loop. So so never letting things die off where you don't make the association where you're getting sub wins and milestones and the product's going to go faster because you're communicating better. You're being proactive. If you're writing that email to the professor, well, that forces you to clarify your scope when you tell them what you're going to fix, right? Instead of like, Oh, I kind of know what I'm going to do. It's like, well, I'm writing the professor better not be sloppy. So you like really work it, you know? And so then you spiral into control and Nick's a great guy. He's written a lot of great things. So yeah good stuff across the board. So we think it's a mindset and then it's a mindset that you'll get by experiencing it. So the quick take, and we can, we can follow up with Yonder in the second speaker break, but it's kind of like, just look to do one of these and ship something on a faster timeline than expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go hard, go fast and get a win and then get another win and another win. And um, soon you're somewhere up there. Makes it sound so easy when you put it like that. <laughs> All right. Danke schön, sir. Right. So that was super interesting. I hope that was useful to you. Just to recap, so one way to keep on winning or to get your work done faster is by shifting your mindset and being in control of your own timeline. Now, Janet says it's less of a mindset thing and has a different take on the topic. So let's hear what she has to say. Round two, same topic. A lot of people think things just take however long they take. And things taking a really long time is totally acceptable for some reason because it's normal. Um, the former is not true and the second is your own call. But when things happen faster, that's obviously a lot better. And I think you've had some experiences with that. Um, you know, Lucas obviously talked about the mindset shift around that and some of the lessons of that. But, but what's your experience been on this topic? Thank you for sharing. The floor is yours. I think for me, it's been less of a mindset and more of a trial and error. Because a lot of the times when I think something's going to take a certain amount of time, it's because I just randomly decided that it should probably, or I'm drawing analogies from other areas in my life that are not relevant or what other people are doing. So I think the key for me has been to just experiment and see, okay, so I think this is going to take this long. It apparently can take that long, but could I do it faster or could I do it more effectively? And then shortening the time that I'm giving myself. Um, I think it started with an experiment when I was doing it. So I wrote a list of 200 tasks. They were kind of smallish, but not super small. I would generally assign half an hour to them. And I challenged myself to do them in 10 minutes, each of them. And I, it was possible. What, so was, I think, what, was the hit rate? what was the hit rate on that? So you said you had 200 of them. Was it like 90% of them happen in 10 minutes or yeah, a couple of them 90. go an hour? 90? It was 90. Yeah. But I also did planning before. And so I know exactly what each task what, what meant and everything, but it's, I think it's more that if, if you give yourself limited amount of time, you're also making decisions differently. And you're taking in information differently. So normally I would have taken some time for those tasks to explore and see what other people have been doing, things that weren't really giving any good input or reading up on something that wasn't necessary for me to carry the task out. So it's just ways that you find ways to make your task more complicated while you're thinking that it's giving you value. But if you're forced to do it faster, you probably strip out everything that's not necessary. I wish, I wish I could underline a physical conversation in highlighter because what you just said is, just say that again. 
Which part? <laughs> the, 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 the part you just said. This is why I wish I had the highlighter. What, what was it? It was, it was you know, you, you complicate things and do things you think are kind of relevant. Yeah, you, don't add any you add in tasks, like in your task, you're baking all these things that you think are helping you with the task, but are really things that you're just doing out of habit or because you're afraid of making the call or feeling that you need support to make to make the right choice or what looking for references well if you're cutting out those steps you're probably going to go much faster and also if you're producing something as a creator or a maker you're also going to have a truer voice if you're not looking at other people so i think a lot of those things will improve your workflow fascinating so let's go back to this 200 200 thing list thing this is great um i want a 200 no i don't no maybe i do no maybe i don't um okay well regardless you had a list of 200 things that would all take about a half an hour. So presumably it wasn't like wipe off the table. It'd be like clean the whole kitchen or something, mm-hmm. right? You wouldn't, you know, you'd, you're going for things that are about 30. And anytime I try to get them all done in 10, and that's the difference between 100 hours um, and, and, and 33 hours, right? Which mm-hmm. is, it's categorical because it's not just three times faster. It's also like doable in a week or two as opposed to like get finished never um, on the list, right? So like, how did you c- come up with this? What was on this list? This is just, this is remarkable. This is, this is, I, I kind of want to do this. Um, so it was a challenge from a friend. She challenged me to come up with a list that would take me a week and see if I could do it in a day because she was feeling that I was un- underperforming and I thought she was crazy. So I made a list of 200 things and I finished them in a day instead of the week. So on the list was everything from like invoicing to drafting contracts to um cleaning out inbox to um, organizing files. It was just a bunch of random things that could have been carried out over a week, but also things that I've been putting off, um, ideation, just everything essentially that I could be doing with my life. Cool. And you said you did some planning to get your mind around it to know which things had prerequisite steps and didn't. So you didn't have, I'm going to guess, you didn't have something ill-scoped on there, like set up the Ikea, but you bought the Ikea, right? So you probably didn't have any of those like non-sequitur, undoable. So you, you, you clarified all of it and you kind of got in roughly the order you want to do it or is it by category like mechanically i think this would be useful to hear a little more about because it's great if i remember right i wrote them down by order of priority so first priority for for kind of what was important that i get done early in the week because i still thought it would take a week and then i broke them down so that i wouldn't have to figure out what to do since i only had 10 minutes I would know straight away what the action point and the deliverable was. So there shouldn't be any like fluff that I would have to go through because then if I had to learn something or study something, that should be its own segment. And then I listed them quite randomly. So there wasn't really a flow of, because normally I like to batch things, but I just wrote the list as it came to me. And then I just worked through the list. And then you just worked in whatever order you felt like you didn't necessarily go top to bottom. Yeah. And I also kept a really strict timer. So I just set my, my phone on 10 minutes. And when the 10 minutes was up, I had to finish or something like that. So right on. And so these would be things like get an invoice template, put my address on it, put the customer's client's address, put the money, PDF and send it like, like that level of like really well broken down. No, I would have just like said invoices ex client because I know the steps already. There weren't a lot of new tasks um, for that, like admin stuff, because I've been doing what I've been doing for quite a long time. There were new tasks for things that, um, for projects that I were creating, and they were a bit more detailed, but not to that level that you were saying. And you also said to yourself, okay, I'm going to do ideation. 
I'll give myself 10 minutes and I'm going to come up with a good idea. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah. Well, for me, that worked because I've been doing that in the past. I used to have um, half an hour each day that I took for ideation. And my challenge was to come up with 30 ideas in 30 minutes. Uh, so I just practiced that. Okay. That's also very interesting. I wish we had time to go super deep on that. 30 ideas in 30 minutes. So you're challenging yourself to go really fast. Um, reminds me of how the Marine, Marine officers learn what um, issues to take into account when writing orders. What happens if somebody gets injured? What happens if we don't want that target anymore? Whatever. They, they practice that. And they start with like getting no considerations and eventually get to a lot fast. And that just makes you a better officer. So, okay. Fascinating across the board. Lastly, how long did it take you to put together the whole list of 200? You were doing a challenge. You're making it a much bigger thing. So probably other people, if they just brain dump their 20 things, isn't going to take this long. But how long did it take you to get organized before you did this? An hour. Okay, there's really just no excuse not to do this. Yeah, it's not a satisfying answer, but it only took an hour. Because you, you generally have a lot of things that are swirling around that you haven't written down. So if you're normally unorganized, it's going to be really easy to just brain dump and then just put some notes next to the items that need more detail and then you're done. Cool. And that one hour shaved 10, 20, dozens of hours, got stuff done that wouldn't have gotten done or lingered. I wouldn't really recommend doing 200 tasks per day because that no. really burnt me out. But yeah, in general. It okay. helped. Yeah, like like 150 or less. Okay. Um, yes, no, way less. Um, amazing. Uh, you're the best. That's very inspiring. I'm going to try that. If anybody else tries that, let's, uh, you know, by all means, let everybody know and, and, and we'll celebrate it a little bit. Janet, huge thanks. There you go. We talked about, you know, the faster you move your own timeline, the more you'll be able to get more wins. It sounds kind of obvious, but not a lot of people do this. So the next time you want to get a lot of work done fast, Try putting, you know, a short amount of time to finish a certain number of tasks. You might surprise yourself. It's all about a mindset and finding what works for you. So if this was a topic that you really enjoyed, uh, we hold a lot of these kinds of discussion over at the work gym sessions. I'll link to the work gym um, into the show notes. If you're interested, it's great. If you are into getting a lot of work done with a bunch of smart people, if you are into that, you might just take the work gym. But that's all for today. I had a lot of fun and I hope you enjoyed this show and episode. Um, if you have any questions, you know, just uh, feel free to email me personally. My email is nabila at ultraworking.com. If you have any questions about this show or if you want to know more about the work gym, go ahead and email it to me. Uh, that's all for today. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>